choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Hey, 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 hey. What up, what up, what up? It's Kels at KMGZ on Twitter. I'm back. This is Thanks for Asking Kels Podcast. So, I gotta give y'all a little, uh, well, I mean, I always give y'all a disclaimer, but an extra one. So, if I, if you follow me on Twitter, then you may have seen my video, you may have missed it. So, I didn't, I did record an episode for last week, but, um, my fucking Mac, you know how when your computer after a while, you know, it, it don't charge no more, and you gotta always have it plugged in, cause you know, your, your battery is just shot on its own, so I'm at that point, and then my, um, I, the fucking, the plug broke, so it wasn't, um, it wasn't charging, so my laptop been dead, I've been doing like, um, you know, uh, my phone and, and my tablet, so I, I, I recorded it, but it, I couldn't get it, like, I couldn't post it, so, um, I had to wait for Amazon to send a new part, so that's what happened, so, um, this is like two episodes combined, so, but I try to, I, I'm gonna edit it so it doesn't, you can't really tell, but just so you know, some of the stuff might seem a little dated, um, or I don't know, we'll see, I, I, I'm not sure, I don't know if, um, if you'll be able to tell, but I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to edit it to make it seamless, so I'm basically just adding on to, um, what I already had done, so, that all being said, this may be a little longer, but, I, I don't know, um, so anyway, sorry about that, but, I just, you know, I'm not, I, 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 this laptop is not that old, I don't know how old it is, but it's still working, so I'm not about to buy one just for that, you know, this shit gonna have to die, um, okay, so, let's get started, so, this'll be, I don't know if I said the episode number, last week would've been too, well, technically, last week's been 280, so I guess it's 281, let's call this 281, that way that'll make up for that double episode I had, whenever it was, alright, so, um, yours in negritude, I'm gonna give it out to Pose, um, cause that's who I gave it to last week, because last week was the, um, uh, Pray Tell episode, where, um, yeah, because it was, it was the, um, Electra episode, which is all the, the Electra episode, and the, and the Pray Tell episode back-to-back was, was amazing, so, um, Pray Tell went back to, um, he's from Pittsburgh, which I would have never guessed, for some reason I thought they was all from New York, um, or like, except for Damon, but like, close, you know, I didn't, I would have never guessed, I thought Pray Tell might have been from down south somewhere, no, I would have never guessed Pittsburgh, but anyway, but I guess it's kind of the same, Pittsburgh is in Midwest, I know it's in Pennsylvania, but it's on the, it's over by, that's the Midwest, over there by Ohio, um, so, he goes home to tell his family, basically he has AIDS, and you know, he's gonna be dying, and his aunties are played by, um, Anne-Marie Horsford, who plays Thelma on Amen, and the mom on Friday, and, um, the security guard on the Wayans Brothers, very funny, Jack A. Harry, who everybody knows, and, um, Aviv, the, the original Aviv, um, Janet Hubert, the Blacktress, 
and so those are the three aunties. It's very good. It's I loved it because now now y'all know I'm not a church gay. I have said many times the one benefit of everybody in my family being all different religions is I always can play one off the other to get to skip out. The most the most times I had to ever go to a church was with my dad, and I didn't really have to do that because um the holy day in Islam is on Friday, and I be in school, so I you know I've ducked that out too. So I I, I was very lucky. I know when I was young, my grand if I stayed over my grandmother's house, she she's AME, she'd take me to AME. When I was with my nana, she'd take me to Catholic Church. But my nana wasn't really a big you know how Catholic people are. Or maybe you don't. She she wasn't a big church goer. She, you know, the holidays, she wasn't no get up every day and go to church lady. So thank God allowed me to duck that also. So I'm not a church gay, but I know a lot of gays are church gays, and Lord, they got some of y'all just fucked up in the mind. Um, but so this episode was about that. It was, you know, he goes home, pray tell was in the choir. He had an affair with, or I get, I don't know if I want to call it an affair. Um, he, you know, he was gay. Excuse me, in Pittsburgh at this church, and I'm sorry for yawning, y'all. I'm tired. And um, let's see, he um. You know, he just—it's about him going back home and dealing with, you know, the, I guess he—he's his first boyfriend or whatever was DL, who turned out to be a pastor, who's now the pastor at their church, and he's married to her, his high school best friend. You know how it is when you go back home. I mean, I'm from Philly, so it's a little different. Like, but when people be back from these smaller places, and I know Pittsburgh is a city, but Pittsburgh is really small, like, compared to where I'm from, there's two main cities in Pennsylvania, it's Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, and they are, could not be, they are worlds apart, Philadelphia is the East Coast, I've been there one, I've been there twice, cause my, my, um, uncle, he went to West Virginia University, so he, he lived, he lives in Atlanta now, but when we were young, when me and my cousin were kids, my, my cousin, my cousin's mom, who, who was my aunt, is from West Virginia, they met in West Virginia, so they lived in West Virginia, and, and she had family in Pittsburgh, because Pittsburgh is not that far from West Virginia, so, um, so we, we, when I was younger, like smaller, um, you know, we went out there two times, and um, so I've been, and it, it's just, it's very small, I mean, I remember specifically, um, like, this, we were, <laughs> wherever we was at, we were driving somewhere, and like, we drove across the whole, like, all of Pittsburgh, I mean, it was like, if you were in Philly for the time we were driving, you still would have been in West Philly, and we had drove through all of Pittsburgh, so it was small, so, you know, when I call it small, I'm comparing, some people might think Pittsburgh is a big city, and maybe it is, but not compared to Philly, it's, it's not, and, um, again, it's just a very different culture, so it's more, it's very, you know, I, I, I'm not saying it's a small town, cause it's not, but it's a small town culture, compared to where I'm from, right, um, so, he goes out there, and it's, there, there's that little feel, that's that little vibe, and, um, so they're at this church, and, um, you know, he just, the, the part that really, it wasn't even, it wasn't even, it, it was, it was some good parts in it, like, pray tell, like, meets the, meets the, the guy, the guy, the DL guy, then, the, um, marries the high school, who, girl who's his best friend, it was just very all awkward for, I just, anybody who's gay who's had that, go back home, after you go somewhere else and you come back home, it was just very familiar like, even though I'm not a church gay, it was just very familiar, like, oh my god, all y'all niggas are still the same, y'all got married oh girl, you know we gay, right, it was just it was, it was just funny in parts it was sad in parts, but the part that really, really, really I mean I, I just was 
I thought it was very well done and how they went into all, all the stuff that black gays deal with. Because, you know, again, I'm not a church gay, but a lot of them are. And that church, that church thing be happening. Ooh, it be having black people. A church has black people in a headlock, period. And it, the black gays, boy, some of, listen, it, it, it do a number. And so it just showed a lot of that. And, you know, that pray tell got away from it. But, you know, just, just the dynamics of it. But the thing that tripped me out is they also show how, you know, a lot of, uh, about molestation back in the day. So, like, basically, um, uh, pray tell's real dad died. And, you know, his mom, who, who his mom was played by Anne-Marie Horsford, you know, basically her step-husband molested him. And everybody knew about it. And nobody did nothing. They discussed it. And, you know, that's big big taboo, and the black family even discussed that, so I'm glad that they dug into that and went into it, and I mean, I personally don't really think it was resolved, but I mean, I, I'm glad that they, I'm glad that they went into it, I mean, she was basically like, I, I, you know, I'm sorry, but you needed, basically she let the man molest her son cause she needed a husband, and I was trying not to judge a lady, cause I understand, back in the 50s and 60s, 70s, but I mean, pray tell I ain't really that old, so I want well, okay yeah, because it's supposed to be like the 90s right, so I guess okay, yeah, so then I guess you are talking about the 60s and the 70s, but she was like, you know, I needed a man, and I mean, look, that's a real thing back then, women couldn't always work, or the work they could get wasn't great, so, you know, I get get that women had to make, you know, listen, we tell y'all all all the time, and y'all be talking about, like, our grannies and stuff, I'm like, listen, your granny, a lot of time might have been, maybe she loved that man, but a lot of times she was doing what she had to do, and and quite frankly, society that back then was very hostile to, I mean, that's what you did, it was, if you wanted to unwed, there was only, only way you could be unwed and not be, like, fucking treated like shit was if you were a widow, because, you know, you had a husband, he died, you know, but single, a single woman was, you know, just frowned upon, it was not, you know, they harassed you to death, right, so, you know, that was what a woman did, you wasn't a woman unless you got married, you had to have a husband, you had to have children, and you know, a lot of times you couldn't work, so I understand that, and I understand that a lot of women back then made those choices, but just to, just to like, I just was thinking, like, you know, that, how many times did that happen, I mean, we know the stories that we know, and it's a lot of them, right, you know, we, every day we hear about that, and we know it occurs, but, like, just to hear her say that, like, damn, you know, and, and abuse, same thing, I'm sure a lot of women married men, and they was abused, you know, not sexually, but just, like, beating their kids, you know what I'm saying, like, women had to go through a lot back, you know, back then, and it's, so, but I just, you know, I appreciated that they showed it, but it kind of just, I just was like, uh, you know, I don't know, I, he kind of let, he was like, I forgive you, mama, and I was like, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, I don't know, it, it just, I thought it was like, wow, I don't know, I don't know about all that, like, I understand, but like, you could, you know, you couldn't find another man that wasn't molesting your, your child, like, I, you know, I, I you know, I didn't think it was resolved, but I, I appreciate that they went into it, that they went there, because, you know, black people do not want to talk about that, and they particularly don't, you know, want to talk about, you know, that, so, shout out to Pose, yours and Negritude, it's, it's, um, so, um, next week we'll get, uh, it's supposed to be the wedding between, um, Poppy and Angel, so, um, maybe I might be back, I don't know, um, so, what else I want to talk about, um, let's see, that was the year of the negative two, which is actually kind of long, so let's move on, um, what, what do I want to go, I want to save that, what did I say, uh, oh, well, okay, 
shit, I'm gonna have to edit this. Um, I don't know what I want to do next, and I, I do, I can't read what my wrote though. Oh, okay, okay, let's do this, let's do this. Um, let me get the TV out of the way. Um, so, Mayor of Easttown, um, the finale was uh, this Sunday, um, and you know, it was amazing. I, I was happy with it. I, I knew after episode two, I knew that the I knew that the person who had done the killing was in the house was in the Ross household. And this I should have said spoiler alert, but shit, it's y'all if y'all ain't seen it by now. This been a two this a two this a combined podcast, so this second week. So you should um you should be caught up by now. But um I knew that the killer was in the Ross household um, from episode two, I just didn't know how it was gonna play out, but I knew, I, I thought it, I, for a minute, I thought, I knew John was involved, I just wasn't necessarily sure, but I knew he was involved from episode two, because if you watch the show, if you go back and you rewatch episode two, when, um, when Erin's friend and her mom come to the Ross house, you see John in, stuck in the background with his mouth wide open, just stuck in shock, and I was like, oh, he's involved, I don't know how, and this was, you know, episode two, we still ain't know who was kidnapping the girls, and it wasn't connected, blah, 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 I was like, but he's involved, so I knew it was coming out of the Ross house, I, I, so by the time the season finale came, I had it down to, uh, I really didn't think, I knew John, I, I, I didn't think, I knew it wasn't Billy, because, number one, Billy didn't give, give that from, there was one of the episodes, I don't know which, when, um, Mayor had asked him about the girl, and he just seemed to me, he gave that he actually really liked that girl, that he might have really cared about her, I just, I was like, he's not, I don't think it's him, I think he's involved, from that episode, and then the episode where, um, you know, uh, Lori had kicked John out, and he was like, I'm tired of cleaning up all your mess, I was like, nah, Billy is something, Billy is involved, he might have helped afterward, I was like, I don't think, I don't think he, he, he killed that girl, and then I was convinced that he didn't, in the episode where John was trying to get Billy to confess, cause I was like, John, you know, John is the fucking worst, he's the worst, he's a horrible fucking dad, but, and, and husband, but I was like, but you're not gonna just throw your, your, your brother under the bus like that, unless you're trying to protect somebody else, I personally thought it was Lori, I thought Lori probably, you know, found some shit out and got mad and killed that girl cause I was like whoever left that girl out there was really mad but it turns out it was um my, and my second suspect um was Ryan it was the little boy because um people said the scene where he beat the little boy up but I didn't really they were like oh he's got a lot of I, I was like yeah but I don't I would've did that shit too, right, like if you threw whether she was my sister or not, she, you know that's, that's, a, the, the girl got Down Syndrome or whatever, she minded her bit, like who picks on the, you know, who picks on the, on the Down Syndrome where, like I would've beat his ass too, like I was like I don't, that, I didn't really take that no kind of way, I was like good for him, that's you know, I would've did that shit too, no no, no doubt, so, you know leave, fuck, leave that fucking girl alone, right so, um I, it wasn't that, but just there was a couple scenes where you could just tell Ryan was dealing with something, and I was so, and, and so, and I knew that, I kept saying that, like, the thing is, when you watch shows, when you watch enough movies, you know, there's certain things that, they, you know, there's things that pop up that have, they're in there for a reason, right, you might not pick up on it, but like, 
they keep coming back to certain things like you like you that's going to play a part right and the thing with the with miss irene's security cameras i'm like why would they put that in there they're not just gonna keep it's not a little quirky thing right that's in there for a reason i was like i have a feeling those cameras are gonna play a part i don't clearly they didn't catch the murder but you know i i just they kept going back to them cameras she called over to fix the cameras the camera this you get the cameras working so i knew it was going to be something with the cameras and sure enough when we figured out it was Ryan, if you remember, in the first episode, when Mary went over to fix her cameras, and she was looking, and, and, and Miss Irene's like, oh, don't worry, that's just the, she saw, if she saw what ended up being the, the clincher of the case, um, you know, Ryan putting that gun, taking that gun out, and putting that gun back, she saw it on the camera, because the lady was like, oh, that's just the lawn boy, don't worry about it, so I knew them cameras were gonna come into play, so anyway, well done, um, it was very good, it kept you guessing to the very end, we didn't know who it was gonna be, um, and you know, I just want to say free Ryan because I feel, I mean, he shot the girl on accident because his fucking father is a fucking piece of shit ass cheater and involved him in his shit and should not have and just was selfish as fuck and just got, and you, how you gonna put that on your brother and your son? Like, why does your son know you having all these affairs? Why is your son so fucking in, you know, knowing that you just so not shit that he's checking your text phone, your, your text messages because he knows you're a fucking cheater? Like, and, and why, why is he so involved in this shit, like, that he, you know, running up on this girl with a gun, like, he's terrible, he's a, ter- he's a terrible fucking father, free Ryan, but Ryan gonna be alright, cause it was an accident, and, I, you know, I doubt he gonna be in there till, till, well, he definitely won't be in there till past 18, cause he's a juvenile, but I doubt he gonna be in there till he 18, right, so, um, yeah, but shout out to Mayor East, Easttown, another, HBO is on the roll, man, another limited series is dope, um, Halston is, a, is I'm not sure if I told y'all this before, I don't think I did, cause it's, I can't, it's hard for me to remember over two weeks what I told y'all and what I didn't, but Halston on HBO, oh sorry, on Netflix, awesome um, I didn't know too much, it was very informative for me, I didn't know too much about Halston I just knew he was like this famous designer known for Studio 54 that kinda came and went, and I knew that because I was watching or reading, I can't remember, but you know, I used to be into fashion when I was younger I mean, I still am, but you know, I was, I used to buy all the GQs and the Vogue's back in the day when that shit was like $5, and let me tell you something 1988, 89, $5 for a magazine was a lot, but I used to buy them shits, and so I, you know, I was I've always been into that shit, and I just what I knew I knew that Halston was like he was he was well known for his craft but like basically he had a very short career but I just didn't know why I just figured I kind of just assumed it was like well you know he did 70s fashion and then that shit went out of style but it turns out it was way more to it than that basically he um very interesting basically he you know was one of them creatives, who he was very creative, but not good at business, and not only not good at business, like, didn't read his contracts, and so it turns out, he actually, he thought he was licensing his name, but he actually sold his name, so, that's basically what happened, like, corporate guys came in, and did their corporate shit, and, you know, he he couldn't, he, he couldn't, they ended up getting him, um, you know, like, um, you know, they, they, what corporate guys do, they came in, they fucking destroyed it, they wanted him to make what he, you know, make this, cause this is a mass sale, and he was like, I'm an artist, I'm not doing that shit, like, he wanted his Halston perfume bottle, which is very famous, cause it's been, they were like, oh, well, we can't make this, cause it's been, he was like, so you tell him, you're telling me that I have to change 
this bottle, which is fucking amazing, which is my signature because your stupid machine puts the tops in straight, like, fuck, make the shit so I can put it in sideways, right, it was just really good showing that, um, you know, his creativity, because he really was very, you know, precise, up against this corporate dumb shit, but it also showed how, you know what I mean, he didn't read his guy, he didn't read nothing, he was just signing shit, didn't know what he was signing, and, um, so it just really showed, like, you know, how, how, what happened, and I, I never knew that part, like, I knew he was, I knew he came up and was like a flash in the pan, not, I won't say flash in the pan, but like, he, he burned really hot really quickly, um, and then he was just like, gone, um, and it, so it shows why, and, um, you know, he died from AIDS, he was one of the, um, actually, Halston was one of the ones I remember, I think I told y'all this before, when, you know, when the big names were dying back, like, in, in that first wave started dying in, like, the 90s, he was one of the main ones, he was one of those names, people were like, oh, wow, um, you know, so, it's, it's really good, it's really fascinating, but I just, I just enjoyed it, because, um, you know, it just, it just showed how when you're not creatives had, what I always say all the time, where some of them have business sense, but some of them don't, and Halston was like the worst version of that, because he didn't, you know, he just was all about the art, and all about how it looks, which is great, but like, to the point where, you know, he was, he was, his business was just a mess, um, and it was just very good on the, you know, the 70s, it shows that time, in Studio 54, and how wild that is, I was only a little kid, but I've heard about it, you know, oh, my mom went to Studio 54 a couple times, anybody that was alive during that time, I heard about it, the cocaine days, this is all pre-AIDS, pre, pre-Reagan, pre-crack era, the last, you know, the party era before the shit <laughs> went to shit, so, um, it just was great showing that how wild and hedonistic it was, and just how, you know, you know, how, how free people were before, you know, all the, all those, that triple, triple bomb hit of, of, of drug, of crack, Reaganomics and AIDS, right, um, yeah, so, shout out to Halston on Netflix, I, I, I highly suggest that, Hacks on HBO Max, Gene Smart, who's also in, um, Mayor of Easttown, plays Mayor's mom, is so good, it's so funny, she plays like this, um, like, I wanna say like a Joan Rivers type, comedian type, where she's like super huge, super big, you know, done everything, been on everything, but she's older now, and they're trying, she's playing, she has a Vegas residency, but they're trying to cut her, you know, her time, and she's just like, you know, she's rich, you know, it ain't like, it ain't like she needs the money, but like, she's just like, fuck that, this is what I do, this is my act, you're not cutting my fucking time, right, so, um, they end up sending her this younger writer who's like on the outs because she tweeted some shit that's you know basically got her canceled and about to be dropped for her agency and so she they like yo go out there and work with her to try to spice her act up and so um that's what it's about and it's really really good it's really funny and um you know it's it's really good it's on HBO Max um it, I'm gonna save that for last oh yes, I want to say that for last, um, and then, I probably should have gave this yours a negative two, too, so I'm gonna give it, since it's two weeks, I'm gonna have two yours a negative two, High on the Hog on Netflix, please watch it, if you are black, if you are African American, if you are black, please watch this, it is so, it's, it's about African American cuisine, but it's about more than that, it's actually about, you know, 
I get on here all the time, and I, when, you know, with the slave movies and everything else, where I'm like, listen, y'all are bugging, we have so much of our history, so many stories that we don't know, they tell us we wasn't shit, they tell us we didn't do shit, and, and, and y'all, you know, it's just not true, we built this country, we made this country what it was, this country would be a fucking little backwater piece of shit colony, if not for African Americans, and high on the hog, it's, it tells, basically, the history of of slavery and African Americans in America through food because these people eat the food that these people eat here in, in this country, it's it's not from France, it's not from Italy, it's not all these old fancy bougie ass foods that you want to eat it's not, American cuisine is African American cuisine it's the cuisine that the slaves, that the enslaved people made for the slave masters and it starts in Africa and it shows, you know, where we all, where the majority, which I, I, I knew this, but kind of didn't. I mean, we all know where the slave coast is. The slave coast is the west coast of Africa, which makes up um, Sierra Leone, Ghana, um, the Ivory Coast, Benin, and um, it doesn't go down to Nigeria. It's what's that other? There's one more country I'm forgetting. Ghana, Senegal. Did I say Senegal? Senegal. Um, those are like the main, that's called the slave coast, because that's where, um, the slave ships went to, that's where the slave ships left from, went, that's where they docked them from Europe, took their goods off, put the slaves on, and headed to points west, but it's also where a majority of the slaves that ended up in the new world came from, they came from those countries, um, you know, this story that black and white people like to tell or believe that, you know, the white Europeans invaded Africa and went deep in Africa and was snatched the slave. That's not what happened. We were sold into slavery by our own people, by the kings and queens of Africa that y'all swear y'all all were descended from. You most likely were not if you ended up on these shores because the kings and queens were not getting sold. They were the ones doing the selling and the chiefs and all of that. And they go into it. They in high on the hog. They go. They go into it. They show that. But um, and and it turns out most of I knew I knew that a lot of us came from Ghana, but um, Ghana, Senegal, and Ivory Coast. Believe it or not, is where a good portion of um African American slaves came from. And I don't um I won't say African American. A lot of African slaves that went to the northern and southern western hemispheres came from those, but the, but the large majority came from Benin, and you find this out high on the hog, um and Benin, if you don't know, used to be the ancient um, Dahomey kingdom, which was like one of the most powerful kingdoms in Africa, and so and that's why we, um they tend to, most of the uh, African slaves tend to come from Dahomey, because they were the most powerful, they were the most rich, so they had the most slaves, they had the most people and so they, they, they sold um, you know, people in slavery, but it is such, a, it, it starts in Africa, it comes to the U.S., it goes all up and down the regions, it goes to Philadelphia, it goes to ba- it goes to major food places, it goes to Boston, it goes to Philadelphia, it goes to South Carolina, it goes to North Carolina, it, it goes to, um, Texas, it didn't go to New Orleans, which I was, which I was surprised by, because we all know that New Orleans is such a food city, but I think that it didn't, because, so I don't know if you guys know this or not, but South Carolina and New Orleans are very, my family, you know, my family's from, my dad's family's from South Carolina. South Carolina and New Orleans are very similar. Charleston, South Carolina, and New Orleans, Louisiana are very similar. And it's, I've always 
thought it's because they were both port cities. So South Carolina had the largest portion of slaves, at the height of slavery, South Carolina had the largest portion of slaves in the United States because that's where most of the slaves, that's the port that most of the slaves that first came from Africa, they went to, they went to Charleston port and then they would be sold north or shipped further north, wherever they were going to go, but, but Charleston was the port. So most of the slaves came through Charleston, most of the slaves stayed, stayed in South Carolina. That was where the largest majority of slaves in United States were concentrated in South Carolina, but the other port that you could go directly to was New Orleans, and so New Orleans is very similar where a lot of that, so there's the the slaves that were dropped off in New Orleans were coming straight from Africa, they weren't necessarily sold there, right they went directly there, the same thing as Charleston, so you have very similar cultures, In, in South Carolina we have the Gitche Gullah culture, which is um, very um West Indian, so a lot of the slaves that came to South Carolina came from Barbados so if you, Barbados and Bridgetown I'm sorry, Charleston South Carolina and Bridgetown, Barbados are twin cities, they look a lot alike because um, a lot of the slaves that ended up in South Carolina came from Barbados and actually um, the slavery that was uh, instituted in South Carolina, which was one of the most brutal versions, I mean it was brutal everywhere, but South Carolina was like the most, one of the most brutal um, because they learned it from the uh, the West Indian slave masters. So, Char- so I'm, I think they did go to Charleston. They did go to South Carolina, and the cuisine is very similar. If you've never been to Charleston or South Carolina, you might not know that. But Charleston, it's a lot of fish, it's a lot of seafood, it's a lot of rice. Not you know, not a lot of game, not a lot of meat because you know. Um, Charleston's on the coast, number one, and number two back then, people don't realize, pig and beef and all that, those were luxuries, like that was stuff you got, especially for black, the blacks that was stuff you got on, on holidays so New Orleans, very similar, a lot of fish, a lot of rice, a lot of soup, a lot of gumbo and, and there's a couple things that, that you know, you learn, that it's, first of all the first thing you learn, and I just want to highlight this, is because you have people in America, particularly white people but some of you blacks too, who try to be a little sarcastic, know-it-all self and try to assist that there's no different, oh sweet potatoes and yams is the same thing, they just call them no it's not, they're not the same thing they are two totally different potatoes and people from South Carolina know that because they're native to South Carolina the sweet potato is anyway and and it's just not It's it's there's two different, a yam is a yam a sweet potato is a sweet potato, they're not the same things white people love to tell you that, oh they're just the same no they're not, and this shows you why they're not the same thing, yams were bought from Africa with the Africans, okay two different things, number one, it's the first thing they showed that it was amazing, the second thing they showed, and this is why, I, this is why I rant and get upset with you people you don't want to see slave movies, you don't want to see this, because you're ashamed of your people because you don't know your history, because you're told, we're told in this country, that we were just slaves and we were just manual labor, and we didn't know anything, and you know, they just put us to work and beat us and whooped us, it's not fucking true we built this country, and we taught these white people, how to do the shit they did, they didn't know how to grow shit, they didn't know how to survive shit, and it shows that the rice in South Carolina, that was grown through the ingenuity and the knowledge of the slaves that had came from Africa, that grew rice over there, 
they didn't know how to grow rice here. Carolina gold is a special kind of rice. It disappeared for a long time because after the Civil War, after the slaves were free and they couldn't force them to do labor anymore and they went their own way, the white people didn't know how to do it. They were using the slave expertise and the slave knowledge. So why they telling you you stupid and you don't know nothing? You just manual labor and these fucking planters were genius. They were not. They didn't know how to grow sugarcane. They didn't know how to grow rice. They didn't know how to grow cotton. None of this shit. It was the slaves that showed them how to do this shit. And when slavery was over, their fucking economy collapsed, not just because they didn't have slaves anymore, because they still had the land, they could have just, hey, well, alright, I guess we gotta pay these, these poor whites to do it, they didn't, they couldn't, because they didn't have the expertise, because it's the black people that knew how to do it, and it shows this, it shows you this, it show another thing that stuck out to me is, now, you know, what we hear certain people saying, oh, you eating that slave food, you eating the chitlins, that's the garbage, they gave us the garbage, and we made the best of it, because that's what the white man tells us, right, we made the best of it, dude was like, actually, and I mean, this, I, it wasn't like it was so groundbreaking what he said, but it stuck with me, because I was like, duh, why, duh, why, why wouldn't I think of that, he was like, yeah, they, you know, they were, he was, um, so, you know, he's taking the, the holster and he's showing them how they do, they do this, uh, you know, they roast the hog, they roast, they was roasting the whole hog, and he was saying how, you know, he was like, yeah, so, you know, pig feet and chitlins, and they were showing, you know, hog head cheese, he was like, all that stuff that we eat, you know, it wasn't, they, that's cause, um, you know, the white people, you know, they took, they, they took the part of the meat they wanted, which is basically the hams and shit, and threw us the garbage, and he was like, but, when we was in Africa, and we hunted pigs and boar, and whatever we hunted, we all, we used the whole animal, we didn't waste none of the animal, every part of the animal was used, so, we already knew what to do with that, it's not, and I, that just was, I was like, ding, cause it's like, you know, no, it's not that we were making do, it's not that we, fit, oh, they threw us lemons, and we made lemonade, and we just figured out, no, they already knew, because again, slaves were not stupid, they were not dummies, these were intelligent people, who had a whole life, and a whole civilization, the first civilization in the world, over in Africa, that they were ripped from, but they still had knowledge, and they still knew what to fucking do, and they brought that shit over here, so they knew what to do, with the, they knew what to do with those parts, because they always used them, so that's where your pig feet come from, that's where your chitlins come from, that's where your sauce comes from, that's where your hog head cheese came from, it's not that they were making do, they already knew, oh, we don't waste this, we do this with this, we don't waste this, we do that with that, so actually, it's the white people, again, that didn't know what the fuck they doing, you wasting the whole fucking hog, you just eating these parts, throwing this out, cause you don't know what to do with it, this is not garbage, you can use all of this, you can fry the, the, the skin for, for, um, crackling, like, so, that, that stuck with me, um, the other thing that stuck with me, which I did not know, is, um, catering, the entire catering business started in Philadelphia by black people, because, again, once slavery was over, certain slaves, you know, you call them the house slaves, um, had, had skills, like, they showed, um, um, Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, both of their slaves were very, no, very, um, known to be very good cooks, matter of fact Martha Washington fucking stole her slave, his name was Antoine stole his recipes and put out a cookbook this man is making collard greens and mac and cheese so basically southern food, now they should have known goddamn well, Mary Washington was not making that goddamn mac and cheese but she stole his recipes and put out a book and they complimenting this lady on her recipes and, oh you such a good cook, bitch you know she ain't cooking that shit, but anyway, um Thomas Jefferson sent his slave, who was also his son, I think, or some, I don't know if it was his son, one, you know how Thomas Jefferson got down, he was some kind of relation to him, 
send him to France to all them best, all them um, high quality uh, cooking schools. So his, his slave was classically trained. So his he knew how to make all these dishes and shit. And he ended up buying his freedom. And Thomas Jefferson was like, well, I paid for you to go just cooking school. So you got to train the next guy. So any so it just tells the history of that. And um, you know they go down to Texas and the barbecue. It's just amazing. It's a cooking show, but it's really a, a, a history. It's a history show, and it'll touch you because, again, like I said, man, there are so many of us stories. Our stories are not told. Our people here, they try to erase us. They try to act like we don't do anything and we didn't contribute when we built this whole thing. We are the culture that influences the world. Ain't nobody around here trying to do what the black Brits doing. They ain't trying to do what no, the Brazil, whoever. It's black people all over the world, but ain't nobody trying to fucking do what none of them do. Who they follow? Us. Cause we influence this entire world, and it just and it just and that's why I get upset with these knuckleheads. I don't want to see slaves, sir, and I don't want you don't you you don't want to see your history. You don't want to see your you you come from a fucking very strong, mighty, fucking courageous, fucking dope ass, fucking swag ass people who fucking not just survive but thrive like none none others. All the shit they thrown at us, all the shit they try to do with us, and look at we here. We elected a president, a vice president, every fucking thing else, that's the fucking people you come from, and I don't understand why people all don't want to know more about that, why you so fucking shame, I do because you fucking up under these white people and listening to the shit they tell you about who you are, where you come from, and you fucking ashamed but I'm telling you, you come from a fucking mighty, incredible, amazing people who do all the fucking shit we've been through, fucking Jim Crow and slavery and transatlantic slave trade and being held as property, and look at us man, look at us everybody want to be us, everybody want to fucking walk like us, talk like us, act like us, be in our fucking jokes, sit amongst us, everybody, cause we the fucking shit us, out of these third original 13 little fucking colonies man, so you gotta watch it, it's so good, high on the hog, I can't recommend it enough man, that shit is gonna have you in your feels, I promise you, alright um, real quick I just wanna address this is, um, the, the, them dropping the popcorn on, on Westbrook, first of all, listen, I know, y'all know I'm a Philly, first I gotta explain to y'all, I think some of y'all already know, but don't, people talk about Philadelphia sports fans, you have to be specific, y'all be talking about Eagles fans, Philadelphia sports fans are, the fans that be at Eagles and Flyers games are way different than the fans that be at Sixers and, and Phillies games. Sixers and Phillies games, you get in more people who are actually from Philadelphia or the very near suburbs, right? Um, especially Sixers games. Also, all our stadiums are in the city. We're not one. We don't. We're not one of these places where the this, this stadium way out in the suburbs, the link, um, uh, where where the Eagles and the Phillies play, right? Or do the Phillies play? I, I can't remember what's going on now, but. And, and where the Sixers play, the Wells Fargo Center, all in the confines of Philadelphia, they're all in South Philadelphia, in the city. And so for the baseball and, and basketball, you're getting a higher income, I want to say, higher tax bracket crowd. You're getting people that tend to be from Philadelphia. You're getting more white-collar workers, people who are from Philadelphia, right? Or like I said, very close suburb. Eagles game, Flyers games, totally different, you getting suburb deep, you getting South Jersey you getting blue collar, you getting you know, 
lower level, not as you getting you getting trash, and that's why the Eagles game. If you look in those, you look in the Eagles crowds, you don't see that many black people. You see a few, but that stadium is full of Caucasians. And it's a reason for that because black Philadelphians don't really want to be involved in that shit, we watch that, we watch Eagles games at home, or we go to the bars or whatever, we don't you, you, we don't go to them stadiums, okay so, I just want to say that so, the fact, that, and, and, and I'm never for harassing, listen, I think the malice in the palace is one of the greatest things that should have ever, y'all know I'm always for whooping ass right, like you want to try it, okay you want to fucking talk tough to professional athletes, you need this knuckle saying, I'm all for that, so I don't think nobody is for throwing, or I mean, you could heckle them, you could talk all you want to talk, you know, fine. But all that throwing shit at the players, I don't think nobody is for that. I even remember when the, when the malice at the palace happened, I don't know anybody that wasn't really on our test side. People was like, well, I mean, you know, look, you can't just throw beer on the man, what you expect, right? Like, I don't know nobody who thought that that beatdown should not have occurred, right? So, because you, you, you're crossing the line now. And it's always white, white dudes, white fans disrespecting black athletes, right? So nobody's for throwing popcorn on, on Westbrook, and I'm glad they got him, and I'm glad they kicked him out. And them other fans was pointing him out because they was like, "Y'all, I don't want no smoke." He did that shit, <laughs> right? So, but I will say, I they was they was doing a little most acting like this popcorn was like they threw a hand grenade at this nigga, like it was popcorn, right? It wasn't even as bad as the beer that they poured on Ronald Tess. Like, you know, I mean, I understand this, this shit is disrespectful, and they, I personally, you know, I don't I, look maybe I'm wrong, but I just think maybe they need to just, um, pause on grabbing them players sometime, and just, just let somebody, you want, you want to get a taste, let them get a taste, just let them get pop real quick, and they'll cut that shit out, because these fans be doing too much, like, you know, it's like you think because you're in the audience, or you paid the ticket price, or whatever the fuck, I don't know what y'all think, that y'all can just throw something, I mean, like I said, talking shit, that's part of the game, I know some of them get sensitive about that too, but, but when you start throwing shit on people, you crossing the line, right, like, you ain't, like, you, you bugging now, and if they come punch you in your forehead, oh well, so, I just wanted to say that, but stop, don't, and Philly fans, no, 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 we not all, it's not all the same, Eagles fans are very specific kind of people, and there's a reason they had that jail under Veterans Stadium, and one cause black folks, that's all, that's all I'm gonna say, um, alright, so, um, Oh, happy pride. Let me just say happy. I'll, I'll say that because these next two subjects I'm going into are, are, are queer in nature. But happy pride. This is month of June. It's pride month here in New York. Happy pride. Um, you know, everybody gets to be as gay as they want to. But having said that, let me just go into my, let me just go. This, this is my last, you know, a couple points I want to make. Um, so, Demi Lovato. She, she sparked this conversation, but it's been on my heart and on my spirit for a minute, and, I, and y'all have heard me say it before, but I'm gonna really say it now, cause it's pride, she has, um, you know, she had her problems with drugs, she almost died, she came back, and you know, God bless her, I'm actually a Demi Lovato fan, I think she can sing, I think her, her last album was really dope, um, and you know, I think she makes good music, I, I like Demi Lovato, um, so, you know, I, I, it's not no shade on her, she's actually one of the ones I like, um, but, you know, now, she, she came back, and she was like, which, you know, I wasn't totally surprised, because the drug thing, you know, people, a lot of people, struggle, uh, a lot of people who are, who question, or are struggling with 
their sexuality with used to being one sometimes have issues with drugs, I mean there's a lot of reasons that people take drugs, people take drugs to numb a lot of things, you know, we know all kind of child molestation, all kind of stuff, but it's 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 not anybody gay, and probably a lot of people not gay can tell you too, that's very um, common that people struggling with their sexuality may turn to drugs, right, so it wasn't surprising to me that when she woke up dead and came out of it that she said, you know, I now identify as, as I, I don't actually know what she said at first, but she basically said she was gay. Cool, right? Not surprising, right? And a lot of the carrying on she was doing even before she had a drug over, it just, it wasn't surprising, right? Cool. It was fine. But then she just kept going with it. She identifies, what'd she say? Pan, pansexual. First, first she was, I think first she said she was queer, I believe. Then it was pansexual, which I'm still like not even sure what that is but whatever, um, and then now she talking about she gender non-conforming, or what she say, no, what's not gender, what's the word, I don't know, all, y'all know I don't be knowing all these, all these fucking special gay terms, um, I'm an OG, I be knowing the basics, not, is it gender non-conforming, there's a word, non-binary, that, whoop, look at that, pulled it out, Gen, she, talking about she non-binary, which to me, what, the way I understand non-binary is, um, where I actually, you know what, I don't really understand it, I, I know it when I see it, I don't really know how to explain it to y'all though, but it's basically like, you can't, one of the people were like, um, you know, I really don't know, I'm, I don't know what that shit means, it's one, whatever, but it, it is like, not just a regular regular lesbian, or gay, whatever she's trying to say, and that's, that's where I'm just like, I know, I mean, I can't explain what non-binary, non-binary is, but I know it ain't you, because you look like, I look at you and I can tell you're a female. Non-binary is not, it's more about, it's not like I, like some, like, you know, people say I identify as, um, I, I hate these kind because y'all, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but y'all know I think these gays do a lot, and I, I just don't, I, I think that a lot of this identity shit is bullshit, like, you can identify however you want, that's cool, like, I identify as 6'5", 240, but I'm not, right, like, but, I, you know, so, I, 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 sometimes I think it get a little silly, because I, I get what you're trying to say, you're trying to say that you don't feel like a regular Douglas sis, straight person, I get that, none of us do, but a lot of this identifying, it's just people trying to do the most to me, like, you like what you like, that's, that's what I say, I like what I like, alright, some people, they like what they like, they look at, it's a look for them, it's not necessarily, you know, like me, I like, I like feminine women, I like feminine girls, but some people, they don't care, they like, I'm just saying, you like what you like, I feel like that covers everything, and I feel beyond that, people be trying to do the most, and I just feel like Demi is trying to do the most, because it's like, girl, if you try, you already said you, 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 you're not straight, got it, you already said you, you know, you queer, got it, you know, you already said you, you, what she say, she feel closer to women, got it, now you want to be, um, non-binary, which is more, it, it ain't, it ain't, it's not what it's given, it's not, you look like a, if, if I saw, if we didn't know who you were, and we looked at you, you look like a white girl, you like, you look like, uh, that you're not non-binary, like, I can't explain, y'all google it, I can't really explain what the fuck it is, cause, again, it's doing the most, but, it ain't her, it ain't her, it, that's not, when people say non-binary, looking at Demi Lovato, how she look now, maybe she gonna switch it up, I don't know, Marilyn Manson, 
or something like that. That's that's what people mean. Somebody when you look at them, they it's not it's more than androgynous. Androgynous is like you giving boy, you giving girl. But people know that. Like okay, that's a guy, but she kind of look like a girl, like Prince. She that's androgyny. Non-binary is like a little past that. It's like they not giving either one. Like you can't really tell. They're not giving either one. They just they non-binary. Like we don't, you know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to not. I'm trying to say it without sounding like a straight person. But you know, I just I know it when I see it. Like a Marilyn Manson be giving non-binary. Uh, um, uh, um, uh, um. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, uh, not really. I want to say Bjork, but not really. Bjork wasn't really giving non-binary. What? The only one I just can think of right now is Marilyn Manson. So if you know what Marilyn Manson looked like or looked like back in the day, and you know what Demi Lovato looked like right now, you that's not giving. She's not giving that, okay? And again, I'm all for everybody. You can. I, I'm telling you, I'm I'm not even joking. Like I identify six five two forty because I feel like a LeBron nigga. Like that's how I feel when I walk in the room. I feel like I'm the dog. I'm the baddest. I'm the tallest. Can't nobody fuck with me. That's how I identify. But I understand that ain't that ain't you know I can't be like up in I don't know at the NBA camp talking about I identify as LeBron James, right? Like it's, nigga, get the fuck out of here, and I just think some people, and that's what, I just think, I just think people doing a little bit the most with it, like, I don't need to say, that's just something for me, like, how I feel, right, I would kind of sound foolish, if, like I said, I show up at NBA camp talking about, oh, give me a trial, because I'm 6'5", 240, you know what I mean, I just think some people, they just be doing, they just jump out the window with it, we get it, you like, you're not straight, you know, one, someday you feel like a nut, someday you feel, you don't, I, I get it, and I, and I, I love that about us, I, I get it, but I just think, people just don't want to lie, they want to be extra special, then you got all these fucking straight people, now every, just everybody want to de- identify as queer, and it's like, you not queer, bro, sis, you not, oh, well, you know, what's the girl, Jamila Jamil, she got called, called out, cause she's gonna be the host, and oh, well, you know, I've always identified as, this, again, this identify, what the fuck are you talking about, you ever been with a woman, in a romantic way, cause not sex, cause y'all get that shit mixed up too, cause there's people out here that do sex work for a living, they have sex with men, they have sex with women, that don't make them one thing or the other, they'll, you know, they'll say no, I'm straight, or they'll say no, I'm gay, but I, you know, whatever, they trying to make a coin, ha- having the physical act is not defining who you are, I know straight people, this shit blows your fucking mind, but I'm telling you, so, that's, when people be talking that identify shit, I'm like, eh, okay, whatever, so you thought some girls was cute, maybe you kissed a girl, who hasn't in high school, everybody done done the spin the bottle or some shit, that don't make you buy girl, you, you, it's giving fake, it's giving, if you, again, my, my barometer, and y'all can disagree, and I understand, that there may be reasons, like you just didn't find one you wanted a relationship, or you just never had an opportunity, I get that, but I just am very, when, when women, and not men, because men don't get this grace, men, if they, t- they tell you they bisexual, them motherfuckers get labeled as gay for the rest of their life, even if they only fucking, they might, you know, they might only have one boyfriend when they was 18, they 45 now, oh, hey, nigga, he gay, he gay, right, so this doesn't, doesn't apply to men, but when women tell me they are bisexual, not to, listen, if that's what, that's what you are, I'm not questioning you, you can, you can, I'm not saying it's not true, but if you tell me that, you identify 
as bisexual, but then when I talk to you, you've never had anything but boyfriends, you've never been in a relationship with a woman, you've never had a romantic relationship, you've always had boyfriends, you've always had, oh, but maybe you messed around with a girl one time, you and him, or whatever, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm questioning that, because, again, what, if, that's, every, a lot, a lot of people do that, girl, that don't mean that you bisexual, like, to me, a bisexual, I know a lot of bisexual women, and they have women in their past, romantic relationships with women, they have romantic relationships with men. I'm just, to me, it's like somebody claiming they, you know, they, they a vegetarian, oh, I'm a vegetarian, but you don't ever see them eat no vegetables. Oh, well, I identify as a vegetarian. So you, you like the idea of being a vegetarian. You think it sounds good, it sounds sexy. All the vegetarians you look, oh, they always good, good shape, they got abs. Me, though, I'm going to eat meat all day, but I, that, I identify as a, as a vegetarian because I think that's a good idea. That's what it gives to me. You might disagree, and again, I never would tell nobody that you cannot, cannot, and again, I understand. You could be bisexual, just never met a woman that you were, wanted to have a relationship with. I get it. Maybe you just, I get it. I get that there are legitimate reasons, but... I've lived long enough now, I've dealt with enough people now, I've been, you know, I've been through some stuff, and I just, I, if, if that's a red flag to me, you're telling me you're bisexual, but you can't name no past girlfriends, you can't name no past relation, romantic relationships, it's a red flag to me, it's given, you think it's a good idea, or you just want to be, you know, included in one more space cause God forbid there be a space that you not be in, the whole world is not enough, you need this little corner that we've been allotted to as well so um you know I'm just, it's I'm, I'm fake, fake like it's okay, I think we just going too far it's okay to be straight, it is, if you are a heterosexual, you're a woman, you only attracted to men, men float your boat, men give you a chub, that's all you, that's all you get, uh, you know, hot and sweaty for, that's okay, like, it's fine, you don't need to, you don't need to, to bother with us, you don't need to be over here, like, the whole world is set up for you, it's easy, to do it, just do that, men, same, it's not really an issue with men too much, but I'm just I'm tired of it, we're tired of it, as a community I'm here to let you know, we had we had the conclave last week, we letting y'all know we tired of it, like like we tired of y'all being in the clubs like we, we very, we, the few spaces that we have, we want to go to and be around gay people and do, and not like I said, we don't, I don't want to have to explain all the time, whoa, what's your pronoun I don't want to do all that, it's, if, if you black, you, it's very, and I don't like to separate this out, but I have for this, for this point, it's just like black people, we just want to be around black people sometimes, we don't, we want to go to court, we don't want to deal with white people, we don't want you, you know, oh, what's that, oh, what's that, oh, what's that slang, oh, hey, girl, oh, tell me, about, we, uh, we don't want to be your black ambassador all the time, we just want to be around our people, where we know what we saying, we, everybody understands the A-A-V-E, we don't have to switch back and forth, gay people, we want the same things, and we just tired of y'all, because we know we fun, and we know we have a good time, and yeah, we know you can come in here and nobody harass you, but girl, like, you know what, this is, this is the only place we get, and I'm sorry, you know, you need to work on them niggas over there to get them to stop trying to touch you, but you can't, don't be in our space, right, because I'm, I'm tired of it, man, you, some of these places, man, it be more y'all in there than us, and I'm just tired of it, man, 
I'm tired of fake queers, I'm tired of fake gays, it's okay to be straight, it really is, if that's what you are, that's what you are, stop trying to, oh well, you know, I, well, I, you know, one time I wore some jeans, one time and some Jordans, so you know, I'm kind of like tomboy, so I kind of like, but no you're not girl, bye, stop wasting people's time, just like Paul Mooney said, everybody wouldn't be a nigga, then nobody want to be a nigga, you want to be gay until it's time to be gay, then it's like, you know, so just stop, we tired of it, go, go on back over there to the Hooters, and the Bella Noches, and, 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 and hunch, and hug on them, them niggas that you like, do that, leave us alone, I'm tired of it, I'm tired of everybody identify, I think that's bullshit, I think that's a cop out, again, you can identify however you want, that's your own personality, your own how you feel inside, your inner, you know, your inner soundtrack, however you navigate through the world, whatever you tell yourself, that's your business, and nobody should be able to take that away from you, but y'all take it too, y'all taking it too far, because, you know, you only want to identify because you think it's cool, you think it's, you know, oh, it's in style now, but like, you're not, you don't take, as soon as, you know, you're not taking none of the, you're trying to get all the benefits, you don't want none of the hard part, you don't want to like you you know, am I gonna get this job cause they think I'm too bush or or, or you know, am I, gonna, am I gonna be or is me and my boyfriend gonna get bashed in the head cause some dude, you know, or killed even worse, you know, or girlfriends too killed even worse cause some homophobe like y'all don't, y'all don't go through that y'all just want the sexy part and, and you know, we, nah we, that's, we not, that ain't it um, so stop being a fake queer, it's pride month somebody need to tell y'all, I'm telling y'all, um, alright, so then, here's the last subject I want to get to, and, um, thank God, because I dropped my pen, and I'm about to lose track of where I'm at, so, um, in the same vein, y'all know Sam J, um, she's a comedian, she's a writer on SNL, she, uh, had the Netflix special, which I thought was very funny, um, I, and I appreciate it, because, you know, I'm all, you know, I, no offense, but, like, I'm tired of the cis, um, presenting or heteronormalized gays that just, all they want to put forth, I'm like, yo, I want to see gay gays, and I, you know, and I want to see lesbians, like, that's what I want to see, I, I get that there are very femme, I get that, but, like, that's all we see, it's just very, um, hetero-presenting, heteronormative, it's dry, it's boring, it's tired, if we do get something that's lesbian, if the whole story gotta, gotta revolve around them trying to have a baby, like this season of Master Nun, it's over, I'm, I want gay shit, one of the best shows, I mean, everybody knows the L word, but one of the best shows that I have ever seen, that captures queerness and gayness well, it's called Vita, it's on Stars. I think they only had two or three seasons, they canceled it, I don't know why, it was one of the best, it, it was so good, it, it did, it did, got queerness right, it was so good, it was so, so, so good, if you got Stars, try to watch it, um, it's set in, in Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, that Latino, that Mexicans, but it's, oh my god, the, the lead, the lead girl is, is bisexual, she gets into this relationship with this lesbian, um, it, it's, it, the mom, it's, it's, it's great, it's good, Vita on stars, anyway, so Sam J has this show now on HBO called Pause, <sighs> um, so, let's start at the beginning, so, the Sam J Netflix special, I thought it was funny, some people were offended, some of the, some of the people in the LGBT community, particularly the T community, were offended, she told a trans joke, I can't even remember what the trans joke was, I remember not, it not, like, I, I, you know, 
I, I remember, I don't remember the joke, but I know what the criticism, and I don't exactly remember what the criticism exactly was, I knew at the time, and I knew, I, I remember thinking it was bullshit, and I, I, I understand that y'all, you know, I, you're not trans, but I get it, I, I, I fully accept that, but I, I, I thought it was bullshit, and but fine, you know, she got the criticism, she got it from the trans people, fine, like, they were offended, fine, I'm not gonna tell you you can't be offended, I'm just saying, I didn't, I think, it wasn't like, it was, you know how niggas do, they was like, pick, nitpicking, taking out a con, I just didn't think, I think, I didn't think, I didn't think it was bashing trans people, I didn't think it was bashing trans people the way it was being portrayed, but, you know, listen, niggas got problem with your shit, they got problem with your shit, you either ignore it, or you gonna dress it, or whatever, it's, you know, address it, or you gonna ignore it, but I mean, niggas got a problem, you, you a gay, LG, you a gay, queer comedian, queer folks have problem with your jokes, you, you know, this, it is what it is, so, she had, I've listened to her in a couple podcasts, a couple interviews that she gave, addressing this, uh, pushback, and I, I and I wasn't, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't like the way she handled it, it was just, it was very, um, you know, these, a lot of these black creatives, you know, so it's, I, I don't know what the, what the, I don't, I don't know what the issue is, but like, it's, I'm getting tired of this, oh, you can't, Dave Chappelle, same thing, oh, you can't say anything they can't, and it's like, nah, dude, nah, y'all, y'all motherfuckers are on Netflix and on HBO getting millions of dollars talking about being canceled, you're not canceled, what you're getting is criticism, you're getting people that saying, hey, we don't like that, and, and, and if you think that, that, that this bullshit, that's fine, say that and move on, but I'm tired of y'all motherfuckers whining, because basically people telling you your shit ain't it, and what it is, is, you can't take criticism, and, y'all wanna be revered as like these geniuses, and these smart, deep people, and oh, I'm saying shit that's edgy, and I'm saying shit that people can't take, you're not, you're saying shit that is basic, and it's offensive, for what, whether you agree with it or not, people are telling you why, and you, and you just, you don't wanna take the criticism, and you wanna make it about, oh, you can't say anything, no, you can say, you can say, what you, you just said it, nigga. Nobody came and dragged you off stage. Nobody cut your check. You said it, and people had a feedback, and you could do one, two things. And this is a nigga who really, I'm, this person speaking to you right now, said what they said a whole lot. I don't give a fuck. You, that's cool. Yeah, okay, you offended? Fine, cool. I don't give a fuck. But there's one or two ways you can handle that, you can take it that way, and if you take it that way, then take it that way, then just tell your jokes, and, and quit whining about it, like, you're not hurt or anything by it, alright, motherfuckers thought I was offensive cool, whatever, I don't give a fuck, and keep going, it's not gonna hurt you, them people probably won't come back, but all these other people, they love offensive shit, and making fun of the fags and all that, so, you're not hurt, or, you can take the feedback, and roll it in, and make a better joke, and, and, and what irritates me is, even with Dave, and all of these, these comics, they, they throw this genius thing around, so, so fucking free, and they always wanna say, well, Richard Pryor, and I hate that, because you know why? Because Richard Pryor, hold on, Richard Pryor was a motherfucking genius, in every sense of the word, he was a very smart, intelligent man, and you can tell it, smart comedians, you can tell, because their comedy is smart, and the thing that I really have always hated about 
people that throw Richard Pryor up is because most of the people that throw Richard Pryor up, you don't even get the fucking jokes that Richard Pryor is telling. You don't even get why what he's saying is clever. You don't even get why he's a genius. You just hear curses and and long-haired faggot and shit like this, and that's why you think he's funny. Oh, he was offensive. No, no, he wasn't. That's the thing that's genius about Richard Pryor. If you listen to those jokes and you and you understand you and you're smart and you and you really get why this shit is funny why what he's saying is funny you understand he's really not offensive because he he was so he was so genius with it Richard Pryor said faggot a lot on stage but he never was calling people faggots if you listen to his joke it was always it was always in a reaction or or in a situation where the, the situation would call somebody in that situation would say, Oh, you fucking fag and it wasn't he wasn't saying it to be shocking. He was saying it, he was giving you situations where if this shit had this it could have been two people on the street and the guy on the street would have said that you fucking faggot, then he would come back the joke wasn't in him saying faggot, and so many people that's all they take from Richard Pryor, oh Richard Pryor was he just to curse everybody out, it's like no you missing it, because you don't have the intellect, your intellect don't it doesn't, it's not a match for his, you're not getting what he's saying, all you're hearing is the curses, and you think that that's why it's funny, and you think he's offending people, but he's not, because the people who understand the joke, understand that it's not the curse that that's makes it funny, it's the situation, it's the different, it's the way he's handling, and the way he's expressing himself, that makes it funny, and, and I, and, and that, irks me so bad, because every time when Dave Chappelle got the pushback, every, oh well, Richard Pryor, you don't understand Richard Pryor, that's why you think that this is the same thing, but it's not, Richard Pryor was not on stage insulting anybody, Richard Pryor was raised in a whorehouse, okay, Richard Pryor had a dark sense of humor, but he was very smart, and, and my issue with a lot of these newer comedians is they're not smart enough to do what they want to do, you, you, you think, you, you think that you're being this edgy, brilliant comedian, and you're not, you're just saying dumb shit, and now in 2021, people are able to tell you, you're saying dumb shit, and why, and instead of taking it and doing better, because you already think you super mega mind, like, I can't stand these fucking anti-niggas, these fucking free-thinking niggas, you're not free-thinking, you're just anti, oh, everybody's saying blue, so I'm gonna say red, like, you motherfucking stepped out the ether, the original Negro thinker, like, nigga, everybody had niggas like you in their class in school, the motherfucker that's, everybody go right, you gonna say left, because you, you confuse that, you confuse just being anti, with, with being smart, it's like, nigga, everybody going to way, because this is the way you're supposed to go, you, a genius don't just go the other way, a genius might figure out, hey, actually, if you go this way here, it's faster, if that's, that's what smart is, smart is not, oh, well, I'm gonna just do the opposite of everybody, because everybody think the same, and I'm a free thinker, like, yeah, everybody knows you dumb niggas, we all roll our eyes in class, when y'all raise your hand, and waste time, and going over shit, that the teacher already done went over, because you wasn't listening, blah, blah, like, y'all all the same nigga, y'all all think that y'all saying something deep and profound, but all of y'all saying the same dumb shit, and, and you're saying the damn, same dumb shit, because you don't 
you're not smart, or if you are smart, you're not, you don't, you're not well-read enough, and you don't have the depth that you think you do, and that's my issue with the Sam J. Pauls thing, because her, the whole first episode, she's on HBO, talking about how the gays tried to cancel her for this, this trend, no, they didn't, all they told you was that the joke was offensive, and why, and you could have accepted that, or you couldn't, or you could have been like, you know, I, personally, I think it would have been real easy anytime, and people do it comedians do it, that's why I get upset with Dave Chappelle because Dave Chappelle does it for some things, but when he wants to but it's really important, he don't like gay people, it's clear, you don't like gay people, and you just want to be an asshole for gay people, so you know, you want to keep making it about people being too sensitive, but you get it when it's race, and the white guys are making fun of you, you get that and you and when they belittling you and saying little things, even though they're not necessarily calling you a nigga, they they behaving, they treating you, you 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 understand what it is they doing. But when gay people say that, all now all of a sudden everybody too sensitive, and that's why I get irritated because it's like Dave, you you just want to be an asshole, and that's cool. But you're trying to make it like it's something is deep and and people too sensitive. People not too sensitive. You just you just want to be an asshole because you don't like gay people, and that's fine. Um, but the you know. Her, so this whole episode, first of all, I'm very, I really, I really don't like it because she has a lot of white people in the room and she keeps saying nigga and she's allowing them in the conversations. Like I don't like that shit. When black people are telling you why, when black people are talking to other black people about black shit, white people have no place. You don't let a white person into a conversation. Well, you know, well I think you guys shouldn't be able to say. And you don't let white people into those conversations. But this, this is not your place. This is not your world we don't, your, your, your opinion is not needed, valued, or, or have any bearing here, and she, so, I already didn't like that, she had way too many white people, she's saying nigga, 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 and, and I did not like that, and it's basically just her complaining about people not liking the joke, and I'm like, sis, I personally thought the criticism of that joke was bullshit, I really did, I, I thought they was reaching, but I also heard your, your responses to them, and you dug in on it, you didn't want, you know, you just, your whole attitude was, well, you know, it's just the same immature childish shit that all of these fucking quote thinkers free thinkers do, well just cause I don't think like everybody else, and who are you to say what's offensive, ain't nobody said they nobody to say nothing, what we said, what, what they said was we ain't like it cause of this, this and that and again, you could have been, it was so, I mean the, the complaint they had again, I thought it was bullshit all you gotta do, it was so easy, all you gotta do is take the fucking feedback, and come back with your net, yo, hey, yo, I told the joke about so-and-so, yo, they almost, I was almost no homo, cause they all tried to cancel me, tell you what I said, but then, you know, I found out, blah, 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 so, you know, it, it was so easy, but they don't wanna do that, because it's not really about, um, creativity, Lena, Lena, um, Way says some similar shit, oh, everybody's scared to make, no, 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 you're not, you don't, you can't take criticism, you're used to being deferred to, because a lot of you are like the, the black person around the white people, and, and they laugh at you, and they think you're edgy, and like I always tell people, if you, if you're a black person, and you around a lot of white people, and you saying some wild shit about race, and all the white people agreeing with you, you might be saying some, some shit that you need to check, if you a gay person, the first, first thing she says is, you know, I didn't take the, I didn't know it was criticism, because I'm gay, I don't have any gay friends, that's, ooh, that's a red flag to me, it gives a gay person saying they don't understand why somebody in their community would be offended, because they don't have no friends in that community, that's, that's, that's given, I'm a black person, I don't have any black friends, I don't understand why these black people, I, all, I, all I said was this, I don't understand why they're so offended, I mean, God, all I do is hang with white people, I don't know, it gives that, it gives that, so, you're not hitting on nothing with that, um, number one, number two, again, 
Like, you just... just take, just take the criticism. You can, like, um, Seth Rogen said perfectly, yo, if you told a joke that didn't age well, just say that. If you don't think that, if you think that it did, you can say that too. But all this whining and shit about cancel culture, I don't understand why y'all doing it, and, and neither do, it's because it's you can't take criticism. And, and, and it's just so disappointing because, like, we have very little gay representation, gay black representation, damn sure, like I just said, very few masculine presented great gay represent, we got her and, and, and um, fucking, um, Young and May and both of them are very disappointed, and I'm tired of it, it's bad for the brand, right, and my issue with this is, like, just tell your little jokes, like, you, y'all, y'all wanna be these great minds and these social commentators, but you don't do any reading, and you don't know anything so that you, you out of your range and that's why you keep getting pushed back because you make, you isolated you're not around your people, like, she was like, oh, who, and who, who says what I said is offensive? Black Twitter? That's white people and Filipinos. It's like, no, it's not. Black Twitter is black people on Twitter. And you're clearly not a part of it. Because who's that? that you don't know that, so, what it is is, these fucking, a lot of these new niggas, they can't get these celebrities they, they can't get a grasp that's why I say, I get, I, any celebrity that's on Twitter, that can really hang on Twitter I know a lot of y'all don't like Chrissy Chrissy Tigan, but I don't care she's on there, she claps back she gets it, it's some people who can't they can't get a grasp on Twitter because they're not paid deference there okay, if you say some dumb shit on Twitter, they don't give a fuck who you are they're gonna tell you that shit is dumb as why and why, and a lot of them can't handle it. oh, I'm, I'm, what do you mean, I'm, I'm a comedian I'm right for SNL, anybody give a fuck man, that shit is corny, SNL's a bunch of white people, yeah they laughing at your shit we, that shit ain't funny to us bro, and they can't deal with that and so they want to make it about this cancel culture and all this bullshit when you really can't deal with criticism, and that's why a lot of y'all y'all not really hitting on nothing like y'all think y'all do, because you can't take the criticism, you can't take the critique you get in your little feelings and your shit don't really progress and y'all not really do, I mean listen I'm not a hater, I understand you got the show you got the programs, congratulations, I'm not saying that but y'all shit don't really be hitting on shit like y'all think y'all do, y'all be in over your head, you be trying to go in over you thinking you super deep and super black but you don't have the range, you haven't done the reading you don't have the education you not, you not open enough to like feedback to really get it right, Kevin Hart, all of them it's always the same thing, soon as somebody don't laugh at your shit and think and tell you you the smartest nigga and oh you super edgy y'all got a problem, it's like unfortunately for you, a lot of your audience not all of it, but a lot of your audience actually happens to be educated and actually have done the reading, actually happen to know a few things, and we not our mentalities are not stuck in high school our mentalities are not stuck at 18 or however it was, you know before y'all started doing whatever, so, you know, you're gonna get pushback, and the thing is, if you don't want that, then stop trying to act like what you're doing is so super intelligent, and I don't mean that in, like, a condescending way, but, like, just tell your jokes, Wanda Sykes, um, who else, uh, uh, Sinbad, uh, uh, I, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to, um, what's her fucking name, Les, um, from SNL, Leslie, um, Y'all know the mom, Leslie, the mom from fucking Coming to America. Can't, I'm losing her name right now. Samore, Monique. Just tell Joe Martin, okay? Eddie Murphy. Just tell jokes. 
don't try to act like you got this deep social commentary and you saying something that's so edgy and so profound if you can't take people telling you hey man that really wasn't that bright cause it is that, that's, that's my issue with y'all you, you don't need, you, you trying to, you trying to punch above your weight, you're trying to be something that you, tell your jokes, you're funny, yes, you're funny, people will laugh at your jokes, but you trying, you trying to be, you trying to make it something that it's not, you trying to, you trying to, you know, position yourself as a voice, or as like this important commentator, or as like this profound guy, that's like a, 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 um, you know, a, a Richard Pryor or a Red Fox, somebody that's like not necessarily Red Fox, a Richard Pryor or a, um, a Dick Gregory or, or one of them guys that's like their their wit is is such that they're actually elevated because they actually are, are are imparting knowledge, right? Or they're doing they're, they're presenting com- Paul Mooney, another one they're presenting comedy who just died they're witty and intelligent enough that they're presenting comedy, but there's a there's 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 a cut to it. There's there's more to it. There's more under the surface there because they're in, they're they're intelligent and smart enough to tell jokes in a way. Paul Mooney, perfect example. You know, don't everybody want to be a nigga, but nobody want to be a nigga. Now, if you white, you might not get that. You might just be laughing because he say nigga, but black people know exactly what he's saying. Y'all want our culture. Y'all want everything about us. Y'all want to sit, but y'all don't. Want, but y'all don't want to be treated like us, right? But then y'all want to turn around and act like y'all don't know what we talking about when we say we get treated bad. Everybody want to be in it. Simple, but so much in that. That's because he's smart. And he's witty, and he can do that. But a lot of the rest of y'all, y'all can't. And y'all and y'all and and when somebody tells you that you're not hitting on it, it's that you you get upset. And my thing is just tell your jokes, just tell your jokes. Be tell jokes. If you but if you trying to step over and had this deep con- like she got this Sam J got this whole thing where she brings these black concert cool fingers conservatives on and what and I'm like dude. I mean how many time how many how many interviews of black conservatives do we need? Is this a new phenomenon? Do do anybody black not still really not understand black conservatives? Do we not know where that shit is coming from? Like what angle? You're not presenting anything new by putting cold fingers, but we all know the motherfucker. We all we all get it. It's nothing new. And so why are you presenting it like you breaking some shit down that's like so profound? You not like this is the same old shit. Everybody know these motherfuckers. These niggas are not new. And 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 then, you know, she has this whole skit. I mean, I see what she's trying to do. Beyond episode one, is I, I chuckled a few times on the funny parts. Again, on the parts where she's being funny, where she's it's a joke. I, it's 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 a couple part, parts in there that I laugh at. But she has this other skit where she's putting like images of people up on this thing and asking people what they think. Basically, it's like, oh, don't judge people by their looks thing. And it's like, okay. But is that really deep? Is it really like you're not really this this cutting commentary that you think you're doing really because you just butt hurt because ain't nobody like your joke? And so now you gotta do this whole thing about how oh people prejudge people like nobody prejudge you nigga like you are, you are, you are, you are a masculine presenting lesbian who was given a Netflix special and now an HBO special that's amazing like you are a groundbreaker right and everybody watched it. So, ain't nobody was prejudging you, nigga. They just ain't like your fucking joke. And that's what be killing me about these niggas. Like, they just didn't like your joke. It didn't hit. You thought you was going, you thought it was, you just knocked it out the park, and you didn't. You hit a pop-up. 
so deal with it, like, stop crying and whining and trying to make it like it's this big booze on culture, like, nigga, like, it, you just, it, it, it ain't hit, and it's just, I'm tired of all of them doing it, so, so the first episode, I really didn't like it, it was really rough, it was just a lot of, like, it's just basically you whining, talking about the gays, they tried to cancel me, no, they didn't, nobody tried to, can they, and first of all, it's, again, cancel, it's not a fucking thing, none of you motherfuckers get canceled, you still getting your shows, you still getting your money, like, what are you talking about, nobody's canceling you, even Kevin Spacey just came back, he in a row, like, y'all don't get canceled, what y'all get is fucking told that, hey, we ain't, we ain't letting you call us faggots and niggas no more, or that joke wasn't funny, or whatever, whatever, and you can agree with it or not, I'm not telling you gotta agree with it, again, I thought the criticism chance joke was bullshit, I did, I thought it was like some woke bullshit, and, and it's other stuff that people get offended by, and I'm like, hey, y'all doing the most, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying you can't have that position, but if you have that position, have that position, but you can't, but that's not what y'all are doing, y'all not really, that's not what you're doing, it's this big, I don't care, but you do care, cause you whining, cause somebody didn't, do, they, they got offended, okay, you either, you either wanna, you either gonna adjust the joke next time, take that feedback, you know what, I really didn't, what I expected her to say when she was on those podcasts and interviews, what I would have said were I her, like, yo, the joke didn't turn over. I was I was trying to, this was what I really was trying to hit on, and I didn't really think about that. But when they brought it up, I saw it. I see what they're saying. I wasn't really going for that. It, you know, I, I, I didn't intend it that way, but I get what they're saying. I, you know, and just tell the joke better next time. Twist it, tweak it, whatever you got to do. That's what I was expecting her to say. It was none of that. I mean, but just cause I'm gay, I gotta tell, it was just, it was just, it was just, it was just her, her reaction, it was just, it was just terrible, and I recently found out that she's 40 years old, I thought she was 25, so I was like, okay, she'll grow, she'll learn, but she's fucking 40, I'm like, oh, alright, it's, 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 all y'all niggas is the same, so, um, I'm not telling you not to watch it, again, the first episode was, I did not like, I almost didn't, almost didn't watch it, but I just, you know, I I turned on the goddamn fire stick, and it was sitting there half done, and them half done just drive me nuts, so I, I watched it through the end, and then I was like, okay, I see sort of what she's trying to do, I just think she's not, I, I basically, she's just not, again, I'll say it again, these these people, they're not, they're not as smart as they think they are, they're not as clever as they think they are, they think that they're, they're they think that this shit is turning over in a deep, clever, edgy way, and it's really not, you're really being very basic, and you're really, it's really not giving what, what it's supposed to gave, right, but when I got to episode two, and I think, um, I'm not sure if I got to three, it, 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 it switched, it switched up, she stopped with the complaining, and, and it was like more jokes, it was like, look, it was kind of like a, um, <sighs> you know, I don't really watch the Black Lady Sketch Show, because I don't think it's funny, but it was that style of show where they were setting up, she was starting to do, like, little skits, and some of them I chuckled on, I was like, okay, okay, that's funny, like, she has this one with, with, um, the black people meeting with the, all, with different crown royal bags, and I chuckled at that, so, you know, it's one of the ones where you're gonna watch it, it's gonna be shit that, it's gonna be, it's a touch and go, right, I, I mean, I'll probably finish it just to see, but I'm telling you right now, like, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it, it's late, it's tired, I'm tired of these fucking black creatives who basically just 
you know, they 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 want to say what they want to say because I guess whoever they surround themselves with, you know, laugh and tell them everything is great and all of that, and they never get no pushback. And of course, the white people, oh, 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 oh it's so funny. Oh my god, you're so you, oh my god, you should go. I, I love black people like you. I don't know why they can't all be like I know, right? Like they're so sensitive, dude. I know, like you're just trying to be black, like. When y'all niggas, we know y'all niggas, we, we, we tired of y'all, and when y'all come back around with your family, but you come back down to the block or the cookout, and you trying that shit, and your auntie and them giving, you know, we all looking at you like, nigga, that shit is not funny, like, who, you sound stupid, that's basically what is happening, okay, um, and I'm just like, yo, like, we have so little, I'm just tired of you fucking dykes being disappointed, can please, man, I, you know, I don't know, man, I, somebody, point me to an agent, nigga, I got jokes, <laughs> I, can, I can be, I can, I can help y'all out, god damn it, cause like, that shit was not that deep, that you had to, you have to still be on this HBO special, complaining about the, the about the trans getting mad at that little fucking joke, you could've easily sidestepped that shit, instead you got a whole fucking episode whining about it, um, yeah, so, um, I, I'm not recommending it, I'm not not recommending it, I'm just saying, if you watch it, the first episode is rough, and you might not like it, that's what I say, you might not like it, you might like it, you might not like it, um, yeah, so, that's all I want to say on that, um, and, and that's all I got for this episode, um, happy pride, sorry about last week, I'll try, I have, I have a new cord now, so I should be okay, um, and like I told y'all, I actually, I, I was going to post it, I thought, I, I, you know, I did the Amazon, normally, because I've been ordering shit, one time I ordered something, that shit was here the same fucking day I was like, oh shit, so I thought the cord would at least be here by Thursday, but it didn't get here till Saturday, so I was like, well, you know might as well just wait, so um, um, by the time y'all hear this y'all, it should be seamless, and y'all shouldn't really be able to tell what was last week and what was this week um, so, but anyway thanks for listening, thanks for asking uh, like me, rate me, tell a friend. I'm found where all the podcasts are are posted. Um, wherever you can find all your other favorite podcasts. And um, yeah. Um, thanks for coming out. God bless. Good night.